Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, otherwise known as Unity.fm. My name is Ray, and I'll be your host for the hour on our trip fantastica into the metaphysical <laughs> realm. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I also want to welcome my co-host of the show, Heather Novak. Hi, Heather. Hi. I'm excited for my trip, Fantastica. <laughs> I have no idea where I was going with that. Sometimes it just rolls off my tongue and other times like, oh, I don't know where we're going. Just jump, jump, jump. <laughs> we are here on our metaphysical porch. If you can imagine, we're all relaxed, having a little bit of iced tea or lemonade or something harder I'm not sure <laughs> enjoying our opportunity to talk about the wonderful world of metaphysics and more specifically the gorgeous delicious law of attraction which gets better looking every day because I think we learn more and more about what what it really is to work these laws to become um, subject to these gorgeous laws of attraction because when we understand them life gets really fun mm -hmm. my favorite f word life gets really fun <laughs> and you know as many of you know we we love and we love in the abrahams um and and we love to talk about them and i'm kind of on an abraham roll you know i'm just feeling like i need to continue to talk about the work of esther hicks and, um, and of course, how it dovetails so beautifully into the unity teaching and the science of mind teaching. And, and, um, and as many of you have been listening to the show, Heather is, um, it is a teacher and an Abrahamite, but she's also um, a hypnotherapist. And I believe and love that those principles also dovetail beautifully with this work as we begin to go deeper you know, and, you know, I, I've actually wanted to ask you, Heather, you know, when you got into, which came first, was it the Abraham or the hypnotherapy? Like, which, which came first for you? Um, Abraham. And what, what actually came first of first is clairvoyance. Um, I graduated from the Claire Berkeley Psychic Institute when I was 20-something after three years there. But that came when I was a little kid. I was clairvoyant when I was a little kid. So that came first. And then Abraham and then hypnosis came later because I had some negative programming in my subconscious that was driving me crazy. I couldn't get it. I just, you know, I just was like had to get it out. So that, it, you know how we're always our own teacher, so I did it for me. There you go. <laughs> and then I mixed it with my other gifts, you know, because I really feel gifted from being clairvoyant. Like that's my, something I came in 
to with and we all do right it's just you know it's just something that was really strong and still is and i stopped i stopped resisting it <laughs> there you go stop stop resisting your gifts that's always good now did you ever have any kind of conflict not conflict but kind of things you had to work through with the abraham teachings and and those of you who are who maybe are new to the show or listening to the first time we we study these these gorgeous channels um, these leading edge teachers and Abraham is one of them and you can you can find out more about them specifically at abraham-hicks.com. Sometimes I forget to say that. And I know that the rest of, of you who are who are Abrahamites and, and um, are looking for a way to dive more deliciously into these teachings, we welcome you. Um, but they also, you know, they have a kind of a specific take on the uh, subconscious, they call it mm-hmm. unconscious, un- yeah. unconscious. Did you ever struggle with that? Yeah, I did. Actually, I did. Um- um, I did. And then I looked at it for myself. Okay. So what they say or what they said a long time ago was that there is, you know, if you are not focused on something, you're not activating it. Um, and so what I realized is that we think focusing on something sometimes is thinking about it consciously, mm-hmm. but we're focused on things a lot of the times and we're not conscious that we're focused on it mm-hmm. and we're activating pieces that we don't know we're activating sometimes if that makes sense and so that's where I kind of found my found your place yes yeah you know I am a big fan I mean the reason that Heather and I are such fast friends is that I I have I'm really attracted to the this this hypnotherapy work and the and the hypnosis work because what I got from them which made sense to me is that um I think sometimes what happens is we normalize mm-hmm. really low unconscious vibrations and we, we're not aware that we've gotten so used to them that they feel normal, but they're mm-hmm. way off. Right. And that normalization can get so deep that it gets into that unconscious realm where we're not, like, we're not even aware about how sad we are. You know what I mean? Until we release it. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I call it programming, too, because I think that we are still a product of what we're taught um, and that becomes our norm. Uh, and I grew up in a, in a family that was very negative. And so I could feel physically my negativity and the way my what I would focus on. And then energetically and spiritually, I could feel the love and light. And I felt so conflicted. And I didn't know what the heck was going on because I knew it wasn't me. And then I just realized that it was just there for a long time because, you know, what Abraham says, the thoughts, our belief is just a thought you think over and over and over again. It became a belief because it was taught to me over and over and over again, even though it wasn't mine. So I really got clear in how we can focus on something that is taught to us over and over and over again in that normal way where it's just, that's the way it is. And we don't even know that there's an opportunity for it to be different until we find out there's an opportunity. We get really sensitive. We get really sensitive, which is what I love about the hypnosis um, practice is that you get so sensitive. You get so 
uh, released in resistance, you let go of a lot of the clutter, a lot of, and get down to the sort of core vibrations. And I love the practices that bring us into that alignment. And then some of that stuff can be released. And, and I think there's some beautiful ways that uh, these philosophies can dovetail with each other. I pretty much feel as if the Abraham philosophy can, can really dovetail beautifully with so many things because it gets down to those core principles of truth. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I think you see that in the unity teachings, you see it in science of mind, you see it in a lot of metaphysical thought, you see it in in some um, Buddhist practices. You know, when you get down to the core truths, um, this this stuff is very translatable, and that's why I love of, of it. You can just sort of bring on your favorite flavor of practice, whether it be hypnosis or meditation or whatever, um, whatever is your fancy, and it will it will do the trick. And that's what makes it that makes it really interesting. You know. Um, and, but, but I think what's, what I wanted to really focus in on the show, and then the reason I wanted to talk with you about that is, you know, the Abrahams keep saying over and over and over again, these metaphysical, you know, high beings. And again, you know, it's Esther really opening up to her high self. And we call it Abraham. So we get to differentiate between Esther's high self and her low self. So Esther's high self is Abraham and her low self is Esther Hicks. And she lives in San Antonio or whatever. So it's fun to sort of differentiate the vibrational but there's no goofiness going on here. It's just different levels of vibration of which we all interact. Um, Abraham has said over and over we're, that these divine high energies are, are all within us. Um, but I, I just think it's so interesting that they keep saying, hey, listen, you're so powerful. If you focus on something, even though you don't even know you're focusing on it, it's going to create. So you know what's happening on a vibrational level with your thoughts, even your unconscious thoughts, because you can look at your life and see evidence of what, like it doesn't get squirrely with you. They're very clear and clean about the fact that stuff is going to show up. Um, that's going to, now it's not a judgment call. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm such a mess. Look at what's happening in my life. That's where we get off kilter, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a judgment call. It's like, oh, here is where my opportunities for expansion are. Here's where my growth spurts are. You know, here's where my door to the divine um, is. Because when in that contrast is always underneath it, the the great awakening. And so we want to love the contrast in that way. But they keep saying, you know, you have to stop talking about what you don't want. Stop pushing against what's not working. And we have this ancestral thing that we've been taught that says, no, get to the bottom of it and then you'll be free from it. And I feel like sometimes they, they're really saying it's the opposite of that. There is no bottom to the unwanted, you know. Yeah. There's a releasing of something, but there's not sort of a getting to the bottom of it. And one thing I, I had heard recently in one of the workshops that they gave, um, they said, fight no one. They will win by the power of your fight against them. Fight no one. They will win by the power of your fight against them. So, <laughs> you know, I just feel like step one, sort of the one-two punch here of of this work is to just stop talking about our problems in this unconscious, consistent, momentous way that we all kind of trip into sometimes with um, telling our story, you know? Mm-hmm. And they just, I can just see them wanting to take us by the metaphysical collar and say, I love you, but stop talking about 
what you don't want. Shut you know, up. Shut, just shut, up. Just shut up. And to be honest with you, that's what I love about hypnosis is you have to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And the real language of your vibration, your body gets to speak its truth. You know, and we get to shut up with all this talking, talking, oh, the mind is going and going and going. And, um, you know, there was a woman who sat in, in the chair just recently and she said, okay, I'm only going to talk about this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and we have this thing that a lot of us use as spiritual seekers as an excuse to talk about something. And we ask, we want clarification, which is really a double-edged sword because if you clarify what you do not want guess what you get <laughs> more of what you do not want but clearly more of what you do clearly more <laughs> now now you got the pure stuff now you got the pure unwanted <laughs> so i think there is a a discipline and I want to say that a disciple, a discipleship, because the core word when we go into what discipline means, it is a, a discipleship, a, a really, truly believing in something, a discipline to just hold our tongues and choose in the moment, even though when it feels like a compulsion to talk about what's not working, to just stop and say, is this really what I want to create? Is this really what I want? And if it's not, then the discipline is, what are you going to fill that space with? Because if you're not going to be, and you can't just Grand Canyon jump from unwanted to happy rainbow unicorn wanted, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you just can't, you, you know, there's a, there's a process here. So what we're going to, we're going to be listening to uh, a workshop, just a little bit of appetizer workshop um, from Abraham, helping us understand, well, what do we fill that gap with? If we've agreed, okay, we've made the Girl Scout or Boy Scout pledge, we are going to stop talking about what we do not want. And we're going to hold our tongues. We're going to breathe deeply. We're not going to fight anyone. Um, but then what are we going to do? Now what? Now I've got a void. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about some techniques, some metaphysical tools that these these teachers suggest that we use when we have a, when we've just stopped talking about what we don't want and really begin to claim our truth. You know, they talk a lot about that cork bobbing Mm-hmm. underneath the water. And really all this process ever is, don't you think, Heather, over and over again, is just ways to release the cork. Yeah. You know, to let it float up, to let it float up. So much of this is not about learning more. It's about releasing. And for me, it feels like getting used to the feeling of letting the cork float up versus getting used to that old way of, you know, the negative thinking or that, you know, that common ground of having it be the norm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think it's, it's, it's really a different type of um, garment to wear, a different type of metaphysical garment to wear because we're used to not feeling good for the mm-hmm. most of us. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we've practiced not feeling good and to allow ourselves to feel good for no good reason <laughs> is a it, it's almost like, you know, that whole worthy deservability gets to mm-hmm. come up and say, wow, can I just be happy? You know, can I just choose 
to allow that cork to float up because it is my natural state. You know, that like you were saying, you know, your clairvoyance, even, you know, you had it as such a young child. That was your truth. And it's, it's our truth. It's who we really are. And, um, and I, and I think it's so important to embrace that and to remember that that is our truth and that everything else is kind of a, an interesting dynamic lie. (laughs) It's interesting, (laughs) but it's not our capital T truth, you know? Um, and to come it from a premise that that is your natural state in a way it helps me relax because I don't have to go take another class necessarily. I don't have to go get this outside of myself. You know, you get to release that struggle of, oh, I got to find one more thing. I got to hear even one more Abraham tape. Have you ever found yourself like, oh, I just got to hear one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting it. (laughs) You know, it's like that whole raise your hand if you don't get it. But but you can't not not get it. You know, this is your DNA speaking to you at a deep divine level. And and I love that that we are corks at our core. Oh, that's good. My, that's my new t-shirt. We are core corks. corks. We are core corks. And that really our practice here in this work, understanding law of attraction is about a releasing, a releasing process. And, you know, like as I mentioned before, step one in releasing is to stop talking about what's not working and stop giving such detailed explanations as to why something's not working. This is a very insidious habit that we have. And it's part of our normal conversation, you know. I love how they call it beating the drum of what is. Mm. Stop beating the drum of what is. You know, it's like that boom, 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 boom pattern of it. (laughs) But it's addictive because there's a slight bit of release in the first speaking of it. But then it just feels bad. You know, like mm-hmm. like a like a drug. It feels good like in the first couple of minutes, but then it goes very south very quickly. You know, and you're wishing that 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 you could roll back time and not go down here. So, um, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Heather and Ray on Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio. When we come back, we're going to listen to some beautiful uh, tracks from Abraham just recently, fresh off the workshop trail. And of course, we encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and just uh, delve into all the wonderful work there. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, You're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, 
prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back to the show. So happy to be here this day on Unity.fm. And we shout out to all the other shows on the network. I'm so grateful for this network and the shows that are here and for the teachers and for the Unity teachings and all the brilliant work that goes on to those channels and with these channels um, and our channel. <laughs> I like how I segued that in. And just just love all the people who bring this, um, this station together, Denise and um, Jeff and all the folks who work so hard to uh, to keep this vibration going. So appreciate, appreciative of them. And we love to to really get into the, the day-to-day nitty-gritty. What can you do to remember that you're a cork <laughs> and you want to float, mm-hmm. that you want to rise up, that you want to enjoy um, this experience to its utmost, and you want to um, really release the need to control and allow yourself to to really be held by this divine energy and what what happens with these teachers that come in they just remind us of what you already we already know Mm -hmm. so when we listen to abraham it's really not something that esther knows and we don't know it's just kind of a waking up it's a it's a remembering and what we love to do on this show is to share with you little tidbits and and morsels of the workshops that they give and then dive a little deeper into what they're talking about and and again encourage you to uh hopefully go to one of their workshops if you have a chance but they're also streaming their workshops. And what we've been doing here in the Bay Area is we've been gathering a couple folks uh, together and watching the streaming together, which is really, really fun to do. Uh, we're going to start with a, um, a recent workshop in Boca. So it's Boca 2013, if you want to go get the full track, where uh, the Abrahams are talking about you know, what to do, how to fill that gap when you have made the commitment to stop talking about what's unwanted, to stop talking about what is, if what is isn't pleasing you, uh, what to fill your consciousness with as you make that decision to be the one that rises up and not struggles underneath. So let's join this workshop and we'll listen for a few few minutes and dive deeper. Here we go. Vortexual version, a vibrational version. And most of our physical friends, even those who have been listening to us for quite a long time, they really don't accept the realness of this vibrational reality until it manifests. And so we talk to try to help you to sense the vibrational version, to feel the vibrational version. In other words, if we could get you to feel secure 
even before it manifests. It would manifest faster. Most want it to manifest before they feel secure. But that's going about it backwards. So if we can get you to feel secure, if we can get you to feel in love, in love, before the person shows up, the person will show up. But humans think they need a person to be in love with. And we want you to know you can be in love with an idea. You can be in love with the idea of a relationship. You can be in love with the memory of a relationship. You can be in love with that aspect of that relationship and that aspect of that relationship and that aspect of that relationship, which means holding it active in your vibration. And it has to then be realized by you. So this realization recently, the way we are describing it to you, maybe to help you understand it. But since you sometimes don't accept the vortexual version, then the grid version isn't easy to follow either, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Everything you want is vibrationally gathered, all the cooperative components in your vortex. And it is ready to reveal itself to you. And the reason that we're using the word reveal or realize is because you are going to be the interpreter of it. In the same way that that sweet bird was the interpreter of a message from Jerry to Esther. There are interpreters all around that are ready to interpret the message to you. Humans, we're not just talking about birds. We're talking about experiences. We're talking about financial forces. We're talking about ideas that flow to you. There's all kinds of manifestation that occurs once the vibration of your grid, which means your practice day-to-day -day vibration, is closer to the vibration of your vortex. It just has to be, you see. We're going to stop there and do a little translation because there was a lot of Abraham speak in that little piece, but it gives us an opportunity to break down some of these concepts too. So really what they talk about is this vibrational version, this vibrational reality. And, and many of us who have been studying metaphysics understand that everything is vibration first in that energy field. Um, and that, you know, really what they're talking about when they, when they use the word vortex, which is one of my favorite words now that, that I understand what they're, they're talking about, is the vortex is where your cork lives <laughs> when it's bobbing on the surface. The vortex is that place where you have gathered all of your, um, your rockets of desires and you've said yes to them. They're a vibrational warehouse, if you will, that's that's available to you in that pre-manifestational stage. And what's fun about the vortex is everything in it you want. But the only way to release it into the manifest world so you can see it and hear it and taste it and touch it is to be a match to it so that it can manifest. It's like sort of a magic open door that happens uh, when we when we connect with this vortex. So then they have, so that's what they mean by vortex. So this vibrational place where everything you've asked for, because asking it is given, is hanging out. I often think of, you know, um, Citizen Kane. Do you remember that that movie? Have you ever, ever seen Citizen Kane, Heather? Oh, I was on mute. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I could kind of um, hear you. Did you ever see Citizen Kane? I'm talking to. I never saw it. Well, at the end of it, you know, he's like, it's about a really, really rich guy. And at the end of it, it, it kind of pans back into this massive a warehouse. It's like football fields big of just gold 
and stuff. I mean, like high priced art and just luxuries and all this kind of things. Now, if you, of course, what's in our vortex, but what's so interesting is as you span back, it was just endless. It was like all the stuff he'd accumulated over time. But I, I thought of that image when they talked about the vortex. If you can imagine all the things you've ever asked for and not manifested for one reason or another, sitting in this like vibrational warehouse waiting to be recovered, uncovered. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's endless. It goes on because you've you've had uh, so much going on in this lifetime. But it's it's always so. When they say it's already done vibrationally, that's what they mean. Is that it's it's not as if you have to go out and create this. It's there. It's available to you. But it can't be revealed into the tasting, touching, visual world until it be, until you become a vibrational match. And I think it was so key in that one segment where they said. It reveals itself to you. So when you want something and you become a vibrational match to it, you haven't created it. You've just allowed it to reveal itself to you. Isn't that interesting? Which takes the pressure off. <laughs> right. Nothing neat. You don't have to make or do anything. It's already done and you just have to allow, you know, raise up to meet it. Yeah. to let it be there. And I love that. It's so it's so much relief, right? Yeah, it's just so really what we're looking for is realization of what you already have. That's really the spiritual awakening. It's not about some enlightenment moment. It's about simply realizing, realizing, revealing to yourself that which you truly are. And, uh, and I love this work when it gets down to that fine tuning and that place that you can stop making the lists, you know, and you can even stop like, uh, going to the seminar about your life purpose. You know, that one where you pay like $1,200 for someone to tell you (laughs) something you already know. I say this because I confess I've been to so many of those, (laughs) you know, really you're, you're here, your purpose, your big your big purpose is to just reveal more of your essential truth to yourself for what for the fun for the expansion for the pleasure uh, for the learning all that Um, but it really is that simple Mm -hmm. and I love that it's simple so they also threw that grid word out and many of you have been studying Abraham will know this but for those of you who are new to it the grid is what your current vibrational um set point is revealing to you that's the sort of blueprint of what's showing up in your life right now and and so that that's just kind of their clarification of you know where you are now and what your grid is revealing and how you want to work with your grid because as you raise the vibration of your grid you then click into the vortex and all the stuff comes rolling out for fun all the relationships all the experiences um it's not just stuff it's stuff is is you know becoming less and less of an important thing more about just the revealing and the ride to the reveal and what they were talking about in that segment about the bird just to to kind of clarify that is um esther had gone to a hotel and she'd been guided to go to this you know specific place and and there and she had been asking that jerry who was her recently transitioned husband of many many years and soulmate and fantastic couple that that they are um she really wanted to see him and feel him and just get some sort of of connection and she was feeling really good she was not missing him she was just feeling the love and the connection and she was vibrationally available and this bird came 
on her deck and was just just like flapping and talking and was talking so much that she could almost hear Jerry's voice coming out of the bird. It was quite an extraordinary experience for her. But, you know, just to say that this this divine energy plays with you. It wants to play with you. It wants to reveal itself to you. And that asking and keeping in that high vibration is part of it. So, um, so really, we need to be interpreters of the messages um, that are coming. And let's just jump back in the workshop and hear some more. Now that you have a little bit of background, again, we're listening to a recent workshop from Boca, Florida. And you can uh, get more from that. It's a 2013 workshop. Here we go. And you've lived pieces of that. When you finally made the decision that you were going to do something different, that decision was your grid filling in. That was you having ask and ask and ask, getting the vortex going and going and going. And at a moment of little or no resistance, that determination came to you and you knew what you were going to do. Remember how clear you felt? In fact, you're still feeling sort of clear about it because you were wanting to convince us all of that turning point here and now. So turning points... You like the word turning points. Turning points are often the grid filling in with an idea that you are now ready for. It's not that the idea isn't there. It's that you're not ready for the idea. It isn't that you're not ready for the idea because you don't want it, because you do. It's because you're not ready for the idea because you're not a vibrational match to the desire. You're a vibrational match to the absence of the desire. Feel the difference? So you ready yourself for what's in your vortex by feeling better. And you feel better by leaving out the things that don't feel good and focusing on the things that do feel good. So it is this simple. Take the handful of things that feel good and just run them into the ground. Have you ever had a good joke that you just want to tell to everybody? <laughs> Pretty soon you're repeating it again to the same people. And they're saying, dude, I heard that. I laughed the first five times. It's over for me. <laughs> but you know how fun it is to get hold of something that feels good, that you can delight yourself and others with. Well, this is the same sort of thing. Get a handful of those things that are delightful to you and just play the loop again and again and again and again and again. Let it be your basis of traction. Let something that delights you be the loop that you play that keeps your grid in this high vibration so that what's in your vortex can show up now and now and now and now and now. And do you know what? happiness is happiness is being in that place where you're the receiver of the right idea at the right time happiness is being in that place where something occurs to you at the most opportune moment happiness is being at the top of the stairs you're getting ready to walk down you don't know it but your heel is caught in the hem of your pant leg and you are about to take a header down the stairs. But the broader part of you knows that and gives you the inspiration to take hold of the railing. So when you go to move your foot and can't, you're stable. That's happiness. That's happiness. That's alignment. Happiness is moving in traffic and having an impulse to take this exit for no good reason other than you feel like it or even taking it even though you didn't really mean to because you turned your driving over to your higher power for a moment and you missed the traffic jam or you missed the traffic congestion as a result of an accident. All kinds of things like this are happening to you all day, every day. 
But when you start deliberately being happy, deliberately beating the drum of things that feel good, deliberately discerning, deliberately molding yourself into better and better feeling places, when you do that deliberately and those things happen, now you have conscious awareness of it. If Esther had not had that conscious conversation with Jerry in the car right before she went to her room, the bird on the porch would have just been a bird on the porch. But it wasn't. Let's take a break there for a minute. I just want to delve into it before we have to take a break. Um, really, the, the, the delicious part of that was this idea of run the good stuff into the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know, we really have, here's a practice. Here is a fantastic metaphysical practice. Get a delightful loop going, you know, and that, it takes a certain amount of discernment, you know. I was just talking about this with my clients the other day. Um, I, I'm teaching a class right now. And I said, take the things that you love to focus on that feel good for you and just laundry list them like little bullet point. Make a little cheat sheet and laminate it and just have it there. So you can do your 17 seconds of um, appreciation or your 68 seconds or whatever you're going to do. And you can just see the sparkle in your daughter's eye or, you know, the, the, your little puppy jumping on your lap or whatever those feel good things are and just have them available so you can get in the habit. I love that. I think that is so brilliant. Sort of a vibrational cheat sheet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think that's brilliant. And to keep it simple because it can be just, you know, like we don't want to analyze it to death. We just want it to be simple because it's so easy to feel good when it's easy. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, we were talking about in in the first segment where when you've made the decisions to stop talking about what's not working, to stop giving dialogue, stop telling the story. When you've decided to stop, it's almost like you have to have something else to fill the space. And this is is it Mm -hmm. the good loop right the delightful loop you know because you've decided not to eat the twinkie vibrationally but now you've got to have the apple or whatever right exactly oh my gosh it's so perfect we're talking about this because i was just talking to um a prospect earlier today and she said well you know heather is there any way you could help um hypnotize me so i don't crave carbs and sweets and i said (laughs) well Yes, I said, however, I don't work with you on how not to crave carbs and sweets. And she goes, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, what do you want to crave? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I said, well, I don't know, water, carrots, you know, (laughs) whatever. And she's looking at me like, what the heck are you talking about? And I said, look, it's so much easier to focus on what you do want than it is to go into your mind and get rid of this thing that you don't want because that is not going to be easy. (laughs) I love it. That is exactly what we're talking about. Yes. It is. It's almost the flip of what is accepted as logical behavior. And that's why we don't get anywhere when we do this crazy stuff, trying to push against and get rid of stuff. And all we do is create more of it. We've got to take a break. I love this conversation. We're going to come back and talk more about the secret to happiness that truly is within you. And you're just going to say, oh, yeah, I know now. I remember. This is easy. We'll be right back. You've 
been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. If you're just joining us, we are tripping the light fantastic, just as I promised at the head of the show (laughs) with our wonderful um, Abraham work. And I'm here with my co-host, Heather Novak, who is um, a hypnotherapist and a teacher. And you can check out more of her work. She does take one-on-one clients on. If you're looking to do some of this work deeper, you can check out her website at resetyourmindset.net, resetyourmindset.net. But she was just before the break talking about you know, working with someone who wants to stop doing something, but you can't stop doing something you don't want. You have to start doing something else. And then the other stuff has to go away. You know, it, it just crumbles because it doesn't have your attention. I think we have to understand the power of our focus. You know, we're so powerful in our focus and really understanding that, um, that we have to direct that focus. And it is so critical. But as you were saying before, if you if you know what you do want, then you can fill the disciplined mind of, of, of moving through that and also choosing those emotions. How do you want to feel? We talked about this uh, last week on the show when we talked about forget about your to-do list. What's your to-feel list? Mm-hmm. You know, when you wake up in the morning, there should be, I want to feel excited today. I want to feel held. I want to feel... Um, worthy. I want to feel, you know, that should be what we're talking about, not I've got to do 25 million things. Um, Heather, do you remember the placemat process? Do you remember that one? Is 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 an older one. Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I'm visualizing it in the book right now, but I don't remember the specifics now. So they call it the placemat process because it happened to Esther in a restaurant. And she had one of those things where she had way too much to do for any one human to, to accomplish. She was being very overwhelmed. And she said to Abraham, how do I, how am I ever going to get this done? And they said, well, take this white placemat and then draw a line down the middle. And on one side, you know, put what you do want to do. What is it that's pulling you, as my friend Janice would say? What's pulling you? Um, and then on the other one, put all the stuff you think you have to do, all the pushes, you know, all the stuff. And that, and on, um, and what they're really deciphering here is what is the universe's job to deliver, and what you're vibrationally aligned to do with ease and flow and grace. And this idea of you're going to go after what's wanted. And the universe is just going to fill in the gaps of all the stuff that has to get done. It's mm-hmm. a really interesting process. But as you said, keeping it simple. You know, what are the simple things that I want to feel today? And what are those things I'm going to let the universe take because <laughs> they're not serving me? I'm not figuring it out. It's an endless loop. We want to look for that delightful loop. We want to focus on that, which is you know, truly going to allow us to be there first be there mm-hmm. first. You know, they talked about, you know, we really want, we really want you to understand that in order to create love, you need to be in love. You know, you've got to be on that one side of the wanting so fully. And, and it's so simple. And yet it can be a little slippery, where in order to do it before it manifests, you have to have that disciplined mind to say, I'm going to be in love with the idea of a relationship. You know, I'm going to be in love with that. And I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to think the thoughts 
of what it's like to have that. You know, I remember when um, Frank Butterfield used to say, you know, if you want a car, have thoughts about the car being in your garage because people who have cars don't think about getting it. It's already in the garage. So (laughs) (laughs) have the garage car thoughts. (laughs) It's already done. It's already there. So I love when they said that, you know, that we really want to be secure before manifestations of security can show up. Yeah. You know, it's, it really is interesting to to step into that understanding of 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 being at first, you know. And it feels like there's something before that, like it. This is a it's a fine tuning, but um, gosh, it just in that wanting, you know, like in in the knowing that it's about the the wanting. That is the fun of it, not in the having of it. Yes, 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 yes. I, I hear where you're going. It is, it's flipping the, um, the angst that used to come with wanting and more about what Jerry used to say, oh, good, something more to buy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, yeah good. When, she, when she broke all the stuff that fell off the... Off the shelf. And, off the shelf, yeah. Yeah, and, and just that attitude of the wanting being something. And again, you know, it's never about the word. It's about the vibration that we hold with the word. But having the the excitement of wanting, not the frustration of exactly. wanting. That's what I was thinking. Because yeah. once you get over that thing, thinking that there's going to, it's frustrating that you don't have it, and you enjoy the feeling of it, and you feel that smile come over your face when you're thinking about it, and you're like, the wanting just gets more and more delicious. It's so much easier then to fill the essence of being in love or whatever. But when you have that essence of frustration, then it's like you can't access the, the being in love. You, do you know what I mean? It's exactly. just... Exactly. Yeah. And, and really, I, I want to explore this idea of falling in love with ideas and using the power of imagination, which we know in unity is part of the 12 powers, is that we really want to fall in love with the ideas of things. Because when we do that, we allow our, our faculty of imagination to, to really reach that feeling of the experience. And we almost get to experience it twice. We get to experience mm-hmm. it in the non-physical. And then the delight is receiving it, you know, like they said, you know, be the receiver of the right idea and the right time, and then let the universe deliver it again in the physical. And then you can go, oh, yeah, I did that. You know, <laughs> and it, it really is, you know, it, it's the double stuff Oreo, you know, you get, <laughs> you get, yeah. you get all the stuff that you want, uh, and it gets delivered to you in a way that you get to enjoy the process pre-manifestation. And then um, not only the fun of receiving a, a, an experience, but the universe is always going to deliver even more than you were available to, to look into within your imagination, because they're dealing on the holistic divine fullness, where even in your best day, uh, your imagination may be limited. Well, the universe's imagination is not. It's not. <laughs> so the second time it comes around into the physical, it can be really interesting. You're like, oh, I didn't think it could be this good. This is beyond my imagination, as we like to say, you know. So that's the fun part is that we get to experience it twice. And the second time is even better than the first. And then we go back to source again and start over again. But I, I really, you know, think it was so interesting in that last track that we were listening to about the simple stuff. 
you know, I think sometimes we get, oh, I want to manifest the castle. But the button is so interesting. You know, the simplicity of inspiration on how to move in traffic. Yeah. You know? Manifesting the parking spot is always that thing that people start with. Right, right. But also that idea to, um, that impulse, to follow that impulse of go here. It's in that moment. Go here yeah. because there's that's going to be a mess, you know. And Esther talked about this when she first began to receive this high energy is that she got confused between the energy of don't go there, go there. So she was, I remember this great story where, where she had first started receiving Abraham and just for fun, she had um, some, they lived in the Phoenix area at that time and they had a cup friend, close friends of theirs, a couple, go hide somewhere in the greater Phoenix area. And um, and Jerry and Esther would find them based on inspiration from Abraham. And so it was a great scavenger hunt, right? It was a, and what was, what was so interesting is Esther said it was really, at first, difficult to discern between don't go there, go there. And I think that becomes more of that practice mm-hmm. where when we stop pushing against the don't go, the watch out, the be careful, when we start practicing. So what she was revealing is that she was very much caught up in that energy. You know, don't go there. No, stop. But what she started to focus on was the pull to the other. Come this mm-hmm. way, come this way, come this way. I love that language. Yeah, you, you know, that come and it's not come this way. It's come this way, come this way. <laughs> yeah, because we have to really be listening and we have to have everything else be quiet enough to hear. <laughs> yeah, but to feel that and be able to trust it. That to me is really where things start to get interesting because it's one thing to hear it, but to trust it without thought, to just say, I'm there, I'm going, I'm going with that impulse. I don't know how or why or where I'm doing this, but there's something within me that's pulling me into this place of, of moving in this direction to change lanes, to get off at the early earlier exit or to go somewhere or not go somewhere. Um, and I and I think it's really fun that when we practice this, we get better at it. Mm-hmm. So if you have been practicing some of the stuff and you're still feeling a little clunky around it, don't worry. Just take some time. It will take some time to discern it. And then it gets really powerful. It's like a muscle that starts to gain momentum. And it will become something that you can grab in a moment's notice and know where that impulse is pulling you. And you won't even stop to think about it. Don't you think, Heather, after a while? Oh, my gosh. And it's funny because I guess it doesn't matter how long it takes. But for me, I feel like it's taken a while because I've been listening to them for I don't even know, 12 years maybe? On and off though, not all the time like now I do. But at the beginning, it would be here and there or go to a workshop here and there. But it's so fun now. Like I really get that feeling of Christmas morning, like just with that wide-eyed excitement and enthusiasm, having no idea what's going to be unfolding and just excited to figure it out because I have just surrendered completely. Not all the time. Sometimes I push against still, but it's so exciting. But you're a powerful manifester. I see that in you and I watch you do that. It's so fun when you get rolling. It's like, I don't know how I don't wear and then boom, 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 things are popping in and and you're, you're able to ride that. And it does come with some dexterity 
in, in trusting the process and having itself, you know, it proves, it proves to you. You never want to believe what we say. You really want this to be your own experience. But once you have a couple of those <laughs> experiences, you just, no one can convince you differently. You know, right. you get that confidence of source of spirit and, and you're able to discern that whisper and you don't ask for anyone else's opinion. You just do it. You just go, you just move into that knowing that it is truly your high self calling you in the direction. Well, I want to get back to the workshop. We're listening again to a little bit of a recent workshop in Boca, uh, Florida, and you can go to the abraham-hicks.com website and get this whole workshop, which I highly, highly recommend that you do or any of their books or um, you just can't miss on this content. It is so wonderful and so delicious to really truly understand the power of your ability to create your reality in an extraordinary way, which is what we're all about. Let's go back and listen to a little bit more of uh, the Abrahams doing their thing. Just a bird on the porch. She would have missed that if she had not been vibrationally up to speed. You see what we're getting at? So much of your world wants to chalk those kinds of rendezvous, coincidences, which is incidences that cooperatively combine. They want to call them coincidences in the attitude of luck or fate or chance. They don't understand that it's cooperative components coming together. In other words, people who are looking at things like that are wanting to call them happenstance, and we want to call them creation. And so when you get clear-minded like you are, and you understand how far you've come, and you have, and you realize how powerful your desire is, and it is, and then you deliberately focus upon the strongest desire that you have, which you spoke when you first sat down here, to be happy, to be happy, to be happy, to be happy. To be happy, meaning to be in alignment, meaning to be in control of my own thoughts, meaning to be in control of my own vibration, meaning to be in vibrational concert with the source within me, meaning to be in vibrational concert with everything that I put into my vortex, meaning right here, right now, being in alignment so that I will be the interpreter, the manifester, the realizer of the best that could happen in this moment. That's happiness. This moment, and this moment, and this moment, and this moment. It's not saving up for a vacation. It's not putting up with all this stuff. It's not going to work all week long doing stuff I don't want to do so that I can get some money so that I can finally go do something that I do want to do because when you get there to do what you do want to do, you're not happy because you haven't been practicing happy at work. (laughs) You're not going to be happy on that vacation if you're not happy at work while you're earning the money to go on vacation. Are you? Don't you get on vacation and don't you just complain, it's too short. It's too short. I don't get to do this often enough. My flight was delayed. The weather wasn't good. In other words, you can't get there from there. You get to happy from happy. Well, Abraham, that helps a lot. (laughs) So you're telling me that if I get happy, I'll be happy. Let me write that down. If I get rich, then I'll be rich. I'll write that down too. We're saying you gotta find a little piece of it. You gotta fan the flame of it. And you gotta not keep spitting the fire out with things that don't matter. And after a while, you'll get that momentum going and you'll feel happiness, not just sometime, but you'll be radiating it. And then when someone says to you, what are you doing? The reason that they're asking is because you've got what they want. Every single person that wants every single thing that they want, whether it's a material object or a pile of money or a circumstance, an event, a relationship, everything that everyone wants is because they believe that there is happiness in there. 
there's happiness right here, right now, if you're in the right. There's happiness right here, right now, if you're in the right place. Wasn't that delicious? I love it. Um, so a little bit of, of redefine, refining that as we look at it. Uh, the word coincidence. They really gave us another definition. It is the um, the cooperation of the incidences, which is uh, which is broader knowing orchestrating that. Coin- there is no such thing as random coincidence. It is a cooperation of the incidences that are being uh, orchestrated by broader knowing. Don't you love that? Yeah, it's so awesome. So fun, so fun. And, you know, truly we see that there is a process here that we're talking about how to um, discern where we are with our thoughts and then how to move them into other places because really what we want to do is be in concert with source. That is where the core of our happiness lies, in concert with source. You know, the... The, the fact that oh, the part of, of that little segment that sent me soaring is the realizer of what can be possible in this moment, right here, right now, not next week when you have what you want, not next year when you're on vacation or when you ha- when you won the lottery. What, what is the, what can you realize in this moment about who you really are? In every moment, there is a splendor that the universe is wanting to reveal in every moment of our lives here. Nothing wasted, no waiting. Gotta be happy to be happy. We've, we've had a show on that. And again, that theme keeps coming up, but I thought it was so interesting. And our real everyday takeaway today is find a little piece of it and fan the flames of it. Find a little piece and fan the flames and know that every time you start talking about what you don't want, you're spitting on that flame and putting it out. That's all right. You just have to start again, but just realize the process <laughs> that you keep putting out your own flame. But you know better. You know better, and you can never go back because you know better. And we've actually come to the end of our show. Heather, thank you so much for being here. I just so love talking with you and having this opportunity to go deeper on this stuff. And again, if you want to reach out to Heather, her website is resetyourmindset.net. And we're going to be having some exciting events we'll be talking about in the future where you'll be able to to come and engage us on some of these topics. But in the meantime, thank you again, Heather. And we wish you all a fantastic week ahead. And we hope that this hour, this metaphysical hour has blessed you the way that you are blessing us. Thanks again. Thanks. Don't think about it. Let it Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? 
Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio.